1: Then what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? Yes, there are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. True, some of them were unfaithful. But just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true, as the scriptures say about Him. You will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your case in court. But, some might say, our sinfulness serves a good purpose, for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair, then, for Him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. Of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would He be qualified to judge the world? But, someone might still argue... How can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights His truthfulness and brings Him more glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say, The more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. Well then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good. Not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are.
0: That was our New Testament reading for today. To learn more and better understand these daily Bible readings, join us for Worship at Hope on weekends, where we'll preach on the assigned readings from the previous week, and tune into my weekly podcast, Pastor Mike Drop Live, for a more in-depth discussion the passages from Scripture that we're reading. Our goal isn't just that you know what the Bible says, but that you'll learn to live it out in daily life. With that in mind, let's continue now with today's Old Testament reading.
2: Ezra chapter 6 So King Darius issued orders that a search be made in the Babylonian archives, which were stored in the treasury. But it was at the fortress at Ecbatana, in the province of Media, that a scroll was found. This is what it said. Memorandum. In the first year of King Cyrus' reign, a decree was sent out concerning the temple of God at Jerusalem. Let the temple be rebuilt on the site where Jews used to offer their sacrifices using the original foundations. Its height will be 90 feet, and its width will be 90 feet. Every three layers of specially prepared stones will be topped by a layer of timber all expenses will be paid by the royal treasury. Furthermore, the gold and silver cups which were taken to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar from the temple of God in Jerusalem must be returned to Jerusalem and put back where they belong. Let them be taken back to the temple of God. So King Darius sent this message. Now, therefore, Tatnai, governor of the province west of the Euphrates River, and Shethar-Bazani and your colleagues and other officials west of the Euphrates River, stay away from there. Do not disturb the construction of the temple of God. Let it be rebuilt on its original site and do not hinder the governor of Judah and the elders of the Jews in their work. Moreover, I hereby decree that you are to help these elders of the Jews as they rebuild this temple of God. You must pay the full construction costs without delay from my taxes collected in the province west of the Euphrates River, so that the work will not be interrupted. Give the priests in Jerusalem whatever is needed in the way of young bulls, rams, and male lambs for the burnt offerings presented to the God of heaven. And without fail, provide them with as much wheat, salt, wine, and olive oil as they need each day. Then they will be able to offer acceptable sacrifices to the God of heaven and pray for the welfare of the king and his sons. Those who violate this decree in any way will have a beam pulled from their house. Then they will be lifted up and impaled on it, and their house will be reduced to a pile of rubble. May the God who has chosen the city of Jerusalem as the place to honor his name destroy any king or nation that violates this command and destroys this temple. I, Darius, have issued this decree. Let it be obeyed with all diligence. Tatanai, governor of the province west of the Euphrates River, and Sheetharbazani and their colleagues complied at once with the command of King Darius. So the Jewish elders continued their work, and they were greatly encouraged by the preaching of the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, son of Iddo. The temple was finally finished, as had been commanded by the God of Israel, and decreed by Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, the kings of Persia. The temple was completed on March 12, during the sixth year of King Darius' reign. The temple of God was then dedicated with great joy by the people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the people who had returned from exile. During the dedication ceremony for the temple of God, 100 young bulls, 200 rams, and 400 male lambs were sacrificed, and 12 male goats were presented as a sin offering for the 12 tribes of Israel. Then the priests and the Levites were divided into their various divisions to serve at the temple of God in Jerusalem, as prescribed in the book of Moses. On April 21, the returned exiles celebrated Passover. The priests and Levites had purified themselves and were ceremonially clean. So they slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the returned exiles, for their fellow priests, and for themselves. The Passover meal was eaten by the people of Israel who had returned from exile and by the others in the land who had turned from their immoral customs to worship the Lord, the God of Israel. Then they celebrated the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. There was great joy throughout the land because the Lord had caused the king of Assyria to be favorable to them so that he helped them to rebuild the
0: temple of God, the God of Israel.